In part three of our Federal Circuit podcast series, we take a look at PTAB appeals before the Federal Circuit and discuss the types of issues that the court will be reviewing in the next few months. We're joined now by Finnegan attorneys Kathleen Daly and Jason Romrell. Kathleen, perhaps you could start with an explanation of why the PTAB has become so popular. Well, I think there's really two drivers to the PTAB popularity, the first being the success that petitioners have seen in invalidating many of the patents, and I think the second being the expense of it is, as compared to litigation, it's much less expensive than litigation. One point that I could add is oftentimes when there is concurrent litigation in a district court, judges have shown a propensity to stay the proceedings pending the IPR. So parties thus far have been fairly successful in avoiding litigation on two fronts. So that is added to the popularity of the PTAP proceedings as well. Parties are able to successfully request stays at the district court level while their IPRs are being handled. Jason, what industries are we seeing the most in PTAB appeals and why? Well, right now we're seeing the most PTAB appeals from the electrical and computer industries. Roughly about 70% of the AIA petitions are coming out of those industries. And that makes sense given the large number of patents that actually come out of those industries, but also the large amount of litigation relating to those two industries as well. A lot of the litigation surrounding non-assertion entities or patent-holding entities come from the electrical and computer industries. We also see petitions from the biopharma industry, not as many as we see from electrical and computer, but we have noticed recently that the number of petitions from biopharma is increasing. And so we expect it to continue to be a popular avenue of challenging patents in biopharma and for that popularity to increase over time. Yeah, as we've seen, parties have success at the PTO. I think all industries have started to utilize the PTAB more in these post-grant proceedings. What does the PTAB's popularity mean for the federal circuit? The PTAB's popularity means further popularity for the federal circuit. I think we can expect to see, and we have seen a lot more appeals at the federal circuit. In fact, we've seen in the last year close to 100 appeals from the PTAB. Many of those have been settled and they're related proceedings, but it is a great number of appeals from the PTO within the last year. And I would just add to that, Judge Chen recently from the Federal Circuit made some comments at an AIPLA meeting we recently had in Washington, D.C., where he highlighted the fact that in the prior reexamination regime, reexaminations had a close to 80 to 90 percent affirmance rate at the Federal Circuit. So we see no indication that that will be different with these new PTAP proceedings moving forward. And finally, the Federal Circuit has a handful of PTAB appeals that have been set for hearing. What are some of the key issues the Federal Circuit is expected to take on in the coming months? I think one of the key issues that we're bound to see is what aspects, if any, of an institution decision can actually be challenged on appeal. The Federal Circuit has already made clear through a number of previous rulings that it only wants to look at final written decisions and has been disinclined to take anything earlier than that. But the question is, when these final written decisions actually arrive at the Federal Circuit's doorstep, will the Federal Circuit consider the actual institution grounds? Will it consider whether or not the PTAB was correct in instituting grounds that perhaps were not specifically raised in the petition? And also the question of whether or not the director has statutory authority to actually grant petitions only for a subset of challenge claims and not all of the claims challenged in a given petition. 
I think another issue that we can expect to see is what the standard will be for claim construction and whether the PTO should be using the broadest reasonable interpretation standard that's been used in the Patent Office and during reexamination at the Patent Office or the standard that's used in district court litigation under Phillips. The reasoning in terms of reexamination and prosecution for using the broadest reasonable interpretation was that the patentee was free to amend their claims. But it's been shown in these post-grant proceedings that patentees really aren't free to amend the claims. They're actually very limited in terms of what they can do in, in amendments. And so one of the first issues I expect the Federal Circuit to tackle is what the standard is for claim construction. I think the Federal Circuit is likely to actually consider the standard that the PTAB is implementing for considering motions to amend. As Kathleen mentioned, so far, these motions to amend and add new claims have been almost uniformly denied. So the question is, will the Federal Circuit delve into that and evaluate or consider the standard that the PTAB is applying to those motions to amend? And I also think there's a few other issues that they'll reach because we have a new statutory provision, those being what is a covered business method under the statute, what the statute means when someone is time-barred and has to file within one year of filing a complaint. There's aspects of that that people may challenge. So there's other statutory issues related to the new statute that's involved that I expect to see the Federal Circuit speaking on. Our guests have been Kathleen Daly and Jason Romrell, attorneys at Finnegan, one of the largest IP law firms in the world. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.